the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and my name is Mark Salem, and you're certainly welcome to join us. It's real simple. All you do is give us a call, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We're going to talk about cars for the next two hours. I'm really good at uh, chiming in on an argument between a, uh, a brother and brother or a mother and father or um, anything like that at all. I just need it presented fairly. <laughs> okay? That's kind of important. Just represent it fairly. So I don't want to get a call the next week and say, hey, my brother lied to you about our argument with respect to Chevys and Fords or whatever. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Kurtz Auto Repair. Kurtz is proud to be an independent shop, family-owned and operated, been around a very, very long time. And so it's a situation where he's a good guy, and his staff is good, and he's been around a long time. So if you're near I-17 in Bell and you don't have a repair shop you trust, or if you'd like to try someone new, then it's a good idea to stop by Kurt Auto Repair. Again, the northeast corner of I-17 in Bell. Okay, here's what's kind of going on in the industry, according to Mark Salem. We have We used to have cars... And we still do to some extent. The older cars that came in every 3,000 miles for oil changes. So we had, we, our industry, had the opportunity. Some of us rotated tires every 3,000. Some of us did six. Some of us did nine. But basically each shop had its own thought process or its own what's best for my customers or what's best for me. You know that and I know that. So we got to see every 3,000 miles, and there was a lot of what we call laying ground. So we'd say, okay, next time you come in, you're going to need a cooling system flush or whatever. And the owner's manuals were very specific. And so they wanted you to change the transmission fluid at or about 36,000 miles. So those are the kinds of things that we dealt with. Today, it might as well be the Wild West. Today, everybody is interpreting the owner's manual. Everybody, lots of shops are interpreting the owner's manuals that benefit them. Lots of shops are playing, they they treat each customer different. What is it I think you need? Your transmission fluid is brown. I think we need to flush it, put a filter in it. Your transmission fluid, you only have 60,000 miles. Your manual says you go to 100. You're good. There's nothing I can sell you. Oil changes, they now are at 5,000 on the short side, 7,500, 10 and 15,000 mile intervals. 
Now, we at 15,000 miles, we used to change your oil, what, six times? So five times for sure. And during that time, we got to rotate your tires every other time. And we got to do other stuff. But today, if you're at the 10 to 15,000 mile oil change interval, oftentimes you don't see us but once a year. So what we're doing now is it's a situation where we've redesigned the owner's manual and many of the shops, no, some of the shops, I'm not going to use many, some of the shops will then create the perception that that, that owner's manual isn't really for Arizona. There's nobody that has the weather like Arizona. So the manual talks to, you know, the central portion of the United States, the Nevada, the Virginians, or the Virginia, and that whole middle band. So it really doesn't apply to Arizona because Arizona is completely different than everybody else. Well, you know, we have hotter weather and all that stuff. So then then we also have, which is real prevalent now, is, is that we also have that we're going to cover all your maintenance, so when you buy a new car, the first three three years or the first whatever, we're going to cover all your maintenance. Well, it's nothing to give you a free oil change, even if it's synthetic, because if we charge you a hundred bucks, hundred and twenty, it's going to cost us thirty dollars less. But we get to look at your car, and we have the opportunity to sell to you and offer up things that you should do or need to do. So it's called a reoccurring sales opportunity. A reoccurring. Now, it wouldn't be reoccurring if we let you come in on your own. It's only reoccurring if we make it. You can do whatever you want. There's The other side of the coin is, is there's shop owners that say, we are a bad area for weather, and my customers don't necessarily keep up on their maintenance. And... Most of them are procrastinators, and they don't come in when they should. And when they do come in, there's lots wrong. That could very well be something. But the bottom line is, is I'm not a fan of this, we'll take care of all your maintenance for the next two or three years, because, again, it's a reoccurring sales opportunity. And every time you go in there, it is my opinion that virtually every time you go in there, you're going to get a bill that's between $500 and $1,000 based on what they think you need. And very few places are going by the owner's manual. So here's my suggestion, and I know we got a caller, 602-508-0960. There's one in front of you, 602-508-0960. So here's what you do. This will really <laughs> change how you're treated. Open up your owner's manual. And take paper clips and clip both sides or little bitty, you know, spring clips. Leave it on your on your dashboard, face down. And when you talk to your service facility, you say, I've opened up the owner's manual and I'd like you to stick to that. If you get the hustle and say, Arizona different, that manual's not written for Arizona, we're much hotter than everybody else, blah, blah, blah. Then Mark Salem would suggest that you go maybe visit some other shops to see if you can find somebody that's not really interested in in taking care of themselves. They're really interested in taking care of their customers. And uh, folks, there's a lot of them out there right now. Uh, a lot of them in both sides. But there's a lot of good shops out there. It's just really a matter of, you know, finding out where they're at. 
Oh, who's on the phone? We have Tony. Tony, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh-huh. Uh, my son has a 2003 Honda CRV. The starter drive does not engage. You can hear it spinning. He replaced the starter. Same thing. They claim they bench tested his core and it worked. I do not know if the gear actually spun out. Where do we go from here? Well, who's doing the work? Is your son and a couple of his buddies or My something like that? My son is up in Minnesota. Okay. Um, well, frankly, um, I would have probably take if I mean, if I thought the starter was bad and it was just spinning the starter, but the teeth aren't engaging the flywheel, then I probably right. would have popped the starter out. I'd have looked inside to make sure the teeth are there at that spot. And yes, if the teeth do that. What's that? He did not do that. You're talking yeah. about the ring gear teeth? I'm talking about the teeth on the flywheel, or they call it a flex plate. Right. No, he did not look at those teeth, but I did okay. have him rotate the crank about the crankshaft about 90 degrees and try it again, and same thing. Okay. Now, when he applies power to the starter, what is he doing? Where is he? The ground is probably on the ears of the starter. Where is he applying power? He's applying power just with the switch, the ignition switch. So he has the starter, and it's grounded. Is it yes, in the, the car or is it on the bench? No, it's in the car, the new starter, or a new rebuilt okay. one. I don't want to test it that way. You, you're, already in the, you're already in the bench you're in now. Yeah, I, mean, I know it. Okay, well, I'm trying to make suggestions to you. Yes, um, sir, I'm open to anything. Okay. I guess here's my bottom line. He's talking about now he read online something that the alternator might have something to do with it. I, I said, no possible way. He's got a good battery, load test that's fine. All his cables and that are good. I'm trying to avoid him towing other parts at it. Am I wrong? No. No. Um, <laughs> he's He's part of... Um, part of some portion of genera- generation that they think that people on the internet are better qualified to fix their car by guessing. So you might as well open up your pocketbook and you're going to talk to Henry, who's an inmate in New Hampshire, who has a computer <laughs> in his cell, and Henry's going to help you fix your car, and he's about as adept as that than I am if I was if I was 10 years old. So so right. getting on the Internet and having somebody fix your car is a little bit crazy to me. That's like you getting on the Internet and, ask, and, and finding, having somebody tell you, why do you have a pain at the bottom of your head? Why does, right. why does my knee hurt? Those kinds of things. I so, understand. Okay, here's the deal. He's already got the starter out. He needs to put it in a vise, and he needs to have a jumper cables, and he needs to put the negative on the ear of the starter, and he needs to put a screwdriver in the positive side, and he needs to know which terminal to fire up because if he hits the bottom tang, the 6 o'clock of the solenoid, all it's going to do is spin the drive, but we have to hit the terminal on the solenoid to throw the starter drive out. So he can bench test it all he wants, but if he doesn't have his leads right, 
He might as well be taking a leak in the wind. Right. So, um, it's, it's, we have to take, now, t- I heard you say, oh, it tested the battery. And so we, he needs to get a voltmeter, and when he puts it in and he hits the key, the voltage shouldn't drop below 9.5. If it's dropping below 9.5 and, it, and, and we still have a problem, you have a, a, you've got a battery problem, you've got a voltage problem. We can't drop below 9.5. Start, right. A 12-volt starter doesn't work at 9.5. So, Understood. And then we, we've got voltage when the, the fully charged battery should be about 13. And if we're going to turn on the alternator, we should get almost one more volt. So we should be between 13.8 and 14. And as far right. as the idea that the starter or the starter's performance is based on the alternator, if you want to teach him a lesson, have him go buy that $200 alternator and see how well, how well that works for him. I know it. That's why I'm trying to tell him. There's, okay. I see no correlation between the two. Well, tell him, hey, why don't you just unplug the back of the alternator? Just unplug it and see what happens. I mean, nothing's going to happen. But yeah. he can get on the Internet and he goes, I have a 2003 S, um, CRV. And I've been told that the alternator has everything to do to the performance and the operation of the starter. What do you guys think? Right. I have him do that. I, I'm, now, I'm going to tell you something. Have them. Guys like me don't play on the internet. Uh, I know. We, I wish I was there because I, I would have never reassembled that. He's got to take the intake manifold off and have to get to it, and he put it back together before he tried it. Yeah. And big mistake. So there, there's lots of moving parts in this. What's the battery voltage when he hits the key? Is the starter drive spinning, or is the starter drive not being thrown into the flex plate? It can spin, but the drive doesn't move forward. We need it to move forward to crank the engine. Ah, that's you know kind of how it is. Why doesn't he just call the local auto parts store and he says this? Tell me who pays their bills. Tell me who's got some old gray-haired guys working there. Tell me who can help me diagnose this starter. Who doesn't return parts? So if the shop doesn't borrow a starter, try it, and it doesn't work, and they send it back. So the, he's looking for the best shop according to the guys at the auto parts store, and they typically know that. So call around, talk to a couple auto parts store. He finds the same shop mentioned twice. That's where his car goes, and that's who fixes it. He says to them, what's your checkout? Uh, and I think the average shop for this mess that they're going to walk into is 50 to $75. I may fix it or, or I may diagnose it earlier, but already you've changed everything. You may not even have the wires on the solenoid correct. So I need to do all that, 50 to 75, and then I'll tell you. However, it could be that I'll fix it for 50 to 75. So that's the way I do it. Anyway, i got to run 18 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And the line 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle. 
not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers greater confidence in you. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information, appraisal, and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing matter license in all 50 states and MLSConsumerAccess.org number 330. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Well, welcome back, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here at your service. And we got quite a bit, quite a few callers. But let me tell you real quick, Action Auto Repair, I-17 in your valley. I've known Tom since 1983. I'm not going to send you to a shop that I think is going to rip you off and that I don't already know that the owner and the manager have your interest in front of their own, and I already know they can fix cars. So Action Auto Repair, I-17 in Deer Valley, full-serve, family-owned operation, served the Deer Valley and North Phoenix area since 1983. Okay, let's go to the phones. And who, Oh, Henry, I hope you're not the prisoner from New Hampshire I was talking about. Inmate 3559 reporting. Um, Henry, I'm sorry I offended you, but I'm hoping you aren't in there for murder of an auto mechanic or something like that. You want to know something interesting? My prison yeah. wife's name is Mark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'm all ears, Henry. That's what he said. So, okay. anyway, I've got a 2013 Chrysler 200, and I had the alternator replaced with, by a company that rhymes with Schlepgoys. And I was charged six ninety for the whole thing. Um, did that sound reasonable to you? I think it's going to be close. Um, I'm thinking the alternator was at least two thirds to three quarters of that price. Three hundred and sixty. How much? Three sixty remanufactured. No, no, remanufactured doesn't bother me. Um, really yeah. and truly, there's no such thing as a new part. I mean, and if you do buy a new part, it's still the same part that sold everywhere in the United States, and it came from offshore. So it doesn't that uh, the rebuilds, in my opinion, are just fine. So it's three sixty. Tell me what the rest of the six hundred was, because all we have is diagnosis and labor. Twenty for diagnosis, thirty five for uh, disposal fee, and one twenty seven an hour for labor. Okay, I can live with the one twenty seven. The disposal fee. Uh, we have a shop supplies and enver- environmental charge. It's a percentage of the bill. So I don't understand, but it's still something I would ask about. I'm not going to argue with the alternate price, and I'm not going to argue with the labor. It's those other two things that have my panties wadded up. So just ask them. And you can say to them, I'm a little unhappy about this. If you want to keep me as a customer, can we adjust this appropriately, especially the environmental fee? Because I don't understand why I'm paying that. 
well, sir, we used rags to clean our hands, and the the alternator <laughs> dripped a little oil on the ground we had to clean up, and you, even though you're not paying your full amount of money when you have your oil change, we're spreading all that environmental stuff amongst everybody. Well, my thing is the 19 for the uh, for the uh, inspection. I mean, you replace the part. Most people waive an inspection or diagnosis fee if you do the work. No, no, no. Well, if no. it's twenty dollars, uh, well, wouldn't first you? No, twenty dollars is a steal. I would have charged twice that much money. No. Oh. I'll see you at I'll see you at lockdown. <laughs> okay, that's fine, Henry. Well, let me let me just really explain real quick to everybody yep. else. To, do an, to test the electrical systems of a car, and you don't just test one thing. You test the big dog. First of all, we've got to make sure the battery has 14 volts. Then we're going to make sure the cables are clean. We're going to do a volt drop. Volt drop in the engine. We're going to make sure that the engine's firmly attached to the ground. We're going to make sure that the core support's firmly attached to the ground. The fender's attached to the ground. We're going to make sure all those grounds are good. doesn't take long. Get them. Then we check the battery, and we crank it over, and we better not see lower than 9.6. We do that a couple times. Then we take our meter off, and we start the thing up, and it better go from wherever it's at to 14. So that's fine, too. But it doesn't. So then we check the diode pattern, and there's two diodes that are out. Mm-mm-mm. So then we look at it, and we got to make sure the belt's tight, and we got to make sure the belt's in good shape. So you take your hand or your wrench, and you try to move the pulley, and if you, if you can't move the pulley, the belt's fine. But if you can move the bu- belly, pulley... <laughs> It's not. So you look at this big picture. I'm not doing that for $20. Besides, you're coming in and telling me you need an alternator, and I ain't even going to take your car in because I'm going to put an alternator on there for $360 and $127 in labor, and then it's not going to fix it, and you're going to go, why? And I'm going to say, Yeah, but actually, I, I, I had a pulley noise. And they diagnosed it as a Oh, fair enough. But I'm using this as an example for everybody else. Exactly. You told me to put the alternator on. I did exactly what you said. And you were wrong. And now you want... See, it's kind of like this. I, I'm going to get in trouble for this. I always do. You had the fun making the baby. Now you want me to pay for it. Spoken like a true prison wife, Mark. Thank you very much, Henry. <laughs> Let's move on. Bob, Bob, how can we help you? Mark. Bob. Yes. My son has a 2014 GMC with the 5.3, and he's always used the Zero W20. He's got about 120,000 miles, and it's using a quart of oil about every 4,000. He, he always changes it when there's like 10% left on the oil life monitor. Uh huh. Do so you think he should go to 5W30? No. No, no, I mean, 4,000 miles on a quart of oil at 120,000 miles. And, and here's what you're not telling me. There's no blue smoke out of the tailpipe, and we aren't fouling spark plugs. And no. hopefully somebody has put a new PCV valve and a breather element in it, because that reduces some internal pressure. And if he wants to do something, he should pull the spark plugs out of it and look to see where the oil's being burnt. But I'll bet you they're all nice and brown and tan. I'm not real concerned. And then here's the deal. If we go from a, what do you say, a 520? No, 0W20 is recommended. Right. And you wanted to go. you using 0W20 the whole life of the truck. Okay. It it doesn't make any difference because you can put um, horse manure in there with water, and the engine's not going to know the difference between Pennzoil and Chevron and all that stuff. makes no difference. Uh, The oil, the the 020, flows like a 08 when it's cold and flows like a 20 weights when it's hot. It it has the properties 
of a zero weight when it's cold and, and a 20 weight when it's hot. Frankly, you're not going to change the oil consumption unless you put peanut butter in there and he goes to a straight 30 weight. So I'm just not real concerned about that. If this was my daughter's car, I'd tell her to stop hot rodding it, but I wouldn't do any work on it, and I might pull the spark plugs if the oil continues. But if you want to thicken up the oil, then go to a, I don't know, uh, a 1040 maybe. Um, but I like the idea of using the synthetic, and I know he's getting the benefit because it's he's going wide oil changes. So, I mean, it's kind of a wash. And, yes, this is something that we were faced at least once a day out of 20 or 30 cars we take in every day. So, Bob, that's the best I can offer you. Richie, Richie, you're up next. Hey, Mark, thank you. Um, I had this high-pitched squealing noise coming passenger side around the glove box, and uh-huh. it sounds like this. Stop at the store. I need a gallon of milk. Uh, so I got rid of her. Uh, no, my girlfriend <laughs> picked up Grandma's old Nissan Murano. It has 90 something thousand miles and rear brakes were done front brakes were never should she i was told that she probably should look at getting new rotors and brakes and use the nissan or a better brake not the cheapy lifetime brake from somebody what do you feel on that i don't agree with the word you said okay all right here's my advice my advice is is go in for an oil change and say hey what why don't you just check my brakes while you're there? And for you to go in and ask for brakes and rotors or drums and rotors and all the brakes done could very easily cost you three or 300 to $500. And I think I'd rather have them measure it because on the back of the rotor, it says 0.199. And it's saying that's the minimum thickness. So if it's got 0.300, we're in good shape. So the fact that she got all that miles with with her first uh, brake job, that's kind of cool because it says she's not racing her car, she's not clamping on the brakes, and she's not late all the time like my wife and my daughter. So <laughs> when you, yeah, when you look at this, honestly, going for a brake check, ugh, I want you to go in and say, would you rotate my tires and check my brakes at the same time now? Discount Tire won't provide that because they're not brake experts and they know that. And I really respect Discount. But next time she goes in for an oil change, hey, would you rotate my tires and check my brakes for me, please? And, you know, with the technology we have today, why don't you send me some pictures? We'll be right back. Listening to 960 The Patriot Online doesn't mean you have to sit at your desk. If you're on the run, doing housework, or on your drive home, 960 The Patriot is at your fingertips wherever you are or whatever you're doing with the Patriot app. The Patriot stream is now sponsored by Guns Etc., an A-plus company working together to bring you an A-plus listening experience. Download the app today at your app store. It's the best way to listen to your favorite shows no matter where you are. Brought to you by Guns Etc. Maybe it's time to take a fresh look at everything we thought we knew about landing a great job. For instance, what if phenomenal careers start at the middle school science fair instead of at the job fair? If being the captain of the robotics team means just as much on a college application as being captain of the football team. And if knowing the quadratic formula is every bit as important as knowing the right people. Well, the fact is, the jobs of the future will be heavily geared towards science, technology, engineering, and math. In other words, the future is STEM. More opportunities, better pay. And the road to these great jobs 
starts as early as middle school. So if you're a student, talk to your school counselor about STEM. If you're a parent, talk to your kids. Because the job you'll get in the future may very well depend on what you do today. A public service message from America's Navy. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work. (laughs) I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure, if you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now Mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your flap. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman! You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ag Council. All about that so don't you forget feedthepig.org. Here's the message I'd like to share with you and so that you understand. You don't want to go in. It's just common sense for us guys. Don't go in there and say, uh, check my brakes and rotate my tires because it's the same thing. That's the same thing. I got to take the tires off to check your brakes. Now, I can look behind them, but you really need a good eyeball. Now, most shops... Pull, when they pull the tires on a tire rotation, they check the brakes. It's an opportunity to sell something to you. You just have to be careful. You always ask for your uh, to hang on to the brake shoes and let me see them when I come in. Oh, my husband's going to come in, and he pretends he's a mechanic all the time. But anyway, would you just set them aside over here? And if you're going to do front brakes, would you just leave the pads or whatever they're called right there? He, he'll probably tell you to throw them away. Those are great self-defense for car expense. Keith, good morning to you. How can I help you? Morning, Mark. I have a sort of a two-part question about wheels. I have some 17 by 9-inch wheels on my truck, and I'd really like to replace them. What I found, the wheel I like best has 8.5-inch wide instead of 9. I was wondering if I replace the 
put the tires swapping from the nines to the eight and a half, will I see any kind of a handling or steering change? And what is wheel offset and how does that enter into the factor and what does that all do? Well, you measure from the hub to the back part of the rim. So you put the wheel down and you put a piece of wood across it and you measure from the back of the hub of the wheel and to the top of the piece of wood you put or the bottom of the piece of wood you then you do the other wheel as well and it'll tell you the offset so if one of them is six inches and the other one is five inches then one of them goes inward further than the other one what you don't want is a whole bunch of outside offset where you got the wheel you know the whole tread of the of the wheel outside the car uh, fender area as far as the eight and a half versus the the nine, that doesn't bother me at all. I'd probably watch the front of the tire or the middle of the tire, and if I start getting wear, I'd drop the air pressure probably five pounds. Mm. Very so interesting. If you squeeze a nine inch tire to eight and a half, you're going to kind of bow the tread a little bit. I'm concerned you're yeah. going to wear the center out of it. I'm just saying, watch that. And then if you are, let's flatten the tire a little bit. It'll be okay. Alrighty. Alrighty. Okay. Thank you very much, Mark. You bet. Arnold, you're, or Harold, I'm sorry. Harold, you're next. Hi, Mark. Uh, good, good show. Thank you. Um, my daughter recently bought a brand-new Hyundai Sonata with the 2.5-liter engine in it. I was looking through the literature, and I saw the initials GDI after the engine. I called the salesperson, and she told me that stood for gas direct injection now that kind of surprised me because isn't that kind of like a new high technology to put into a low-priced car and also if i recall a few months ago you had a discussion on your show relative to problems that have come up on some cars with direct injection could you expound on that a little bit yeah, that 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 isn't anything that's come up in a long time. But um, we, we used to um, have a carburetor, and that was like a mile away from the mouth of the engine. And w the carburetor would mix air and gas, and this concoction would go to the engine. And, and then we took um, injectors and put them on the intake manifold, and the computer knows where the what the next thing is. And so on the, on the intake st stroke, the computer... Turns on the injector, and so now we have direct direct uh, injection, and we're spraying it right at the back of the valve. That's not been real successful, and there's a variety of cars that have suffered from carbon buildup, and I don't think our industry has figured out what we're going to do next, and I'll tell you why. We used to inject it behind the intake valve. So what's happening now is, is when we went in closer, we're now starting to build up all this carbon on the back of the valve. Nobody really knows how to get rid of it. And so what's happening is, is that instead of injecting it behind the valve to clean the oil off of it, we're injecting it, I should say, into the engine. And now all of a sudden, we've got this big problem with the back of the valve. And there's really no fix for it until you start taking things apart, but there's lots of stuff in a can that you can use but if she doesn't have gdi i wouldn't worry about it i would think that she would be happy well that that's where the initials gdi i think i think she has that if that's okay. on the spec of the car 
If she was my daughter, I would say to her, honey, I need you to hot rod this every once in a while. So you're getting on the ramp. It's 2.30 in the morning. You're on your way to work. There isn't a car within three miles. You get to the top of the ramp. Honey, just jam it to the floor and don't let go till you get bottom of the ramp and then back off. That's what I'd do. Okay. Okay? That's, oh, thank you. All righty. You betcha. You betcha. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. Um, Gil's going to answer the phone. He's the nicest guy in the world. He's probably the best board operator, the best engineer I've ever worked for. So please, don't call him any names. Don't be mean to him. And if you make him cry, you're not going to get on the air. 602-508-0960. And since I've been here 2011, 10 years ago, nobody's made Gil cry. If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words, and thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, Mayor Jalovitz returns to discuss during a week that commemorates Israel's Holocaust Remembrance Day and then celebrates Israel Independence Day. Have the lessons of history really been learned? Don't miss this very important presentation. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Klot. I hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I don't want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PBA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. 
For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. In a divided world, we can all agree children should not have to pay the highest price for adults' mistakes. Without a champion, they will and they do. Care Portal is helping change that in Arizona. Care Portal connects church, state, and community for the benefit of local children and families in crisis. Learn more at careportal.org. That's C-A-R-E-P-O-R-T-A-L dot O-R-G. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman. You just need feedthepig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Mark Salem here. The lines are wide open. There's five of them. That number is 602-508-0960. I'm really good if the wife says, my husband says this, the manual says that. I got that covered. Any kind of dispute, got that covered. Uh, my wife wants to buy this car. I want to buy this car. Got that covered. So, And, and just t- let me tell you real quick. I've been repairing cars since 1979. I've been a master technician since 1991. Um, My shop works on all kinds of cars and diesels and motorhomes and even construction equipment. We've been around the block, and I'm not telling you where my shop is because this show is about you, and it's not for me to thump my chest like so many other auto shop shows are. Um, Many of you don't even know (laughs) where my shop's at, and you don't even know the name of it, and that's fine with me. The idea is this show's about you and your needs. It's not about me thumping my chest. Autodynamics is one of the largest, if not the largest, um, shop in the Sun City area, family-owned and operated since 82. Chuck Niday and his son, Derek. I've known Chuck since the 60s when I was about two years old. And they're they're really good people. So if you're in the Grand Avenue, 99th Avenue area, the Sun City area, and you're looking for a good shop, I can promise you, that Sun City RV uh, at Autodynamics, and they also own, own Sun City RV, but the car repair shop is Autodynamics, Northside of Grand at 99th Avenue. It's, it's, it's really important for you to understand self-defense for car expense. One of the things that I'm suggesting to people do now is, is don't take anything verbally from your shop. Just say, I have a bad memory, and you know what? Today is a really busy day. My hard drive between my ears is spinning as fast as it can. Please do this for me. Either write it on the ticket or send me an email and tell me exactly what it is. Tell me how much it's going to cost. Write your name down and your phone number. Because they won't do that if they're trying to take advantage of you. They just won't. They'll come up with an excuse. You're calling their hand. And you're saying, you better tell me the truth. Because you might be with the Attorney General's office, and you might be going to take that car to an expert shop, and you might be embarrassed because they told you everything that was wrong. So just the handwrite and sign your name to kind of thing, that creates a little buffer between you and the guys that are wearing a mask and have a old cowboy hat and have two guns in front of them. You know, it's just that bandit kind of thing. So just just be prepared. A lot of times you say, is this going to cause me to break down? 
That's a great question because if they say you're, I'm being facetious here, your rear view mirror is loose on the windshield. Oh, is this going to cost me to break down? Yes, ma'am, it could. Well, come on. We all know that that's not true, and I'm using a stupid example. But if they say you need a transmission service, you should look in your owner's manual. Go to the maintenance schedule and just find transmission. There's going to be a bunch of columns, and there's going to be an X at 100000 and an X at 200000 Well, he wants to do it at 30000 That's okay for you to ask. Why are you doing it at thirty? Well, it looks like there's a bunch of water in your transmission because it's kind of cherry red, uh, strawberry-looking milkshake. Do you launch a boat or do you have a boat where you bet? Yes, I do. Okay, well, you've aspirated a little bit of water in your transmission fluid, and I'm just saying, hey, why don't we drain it out and put some new stuff in? And I think you shouldn't back your boat in as deep as you've been backing your boat in. So those are kind of reasonable answers. A lot of times what's going on behind the scenes is is that your car goes in and and the service writer writes up the ticket from there it goes to the uh, guy who dispatches and there may be a service manager involved there but the dispatcher calls Salem and says come on up here take care of Mrs. Jones car so I go in the back and depends on who I am and depends on who I'm who I'm really taking care of am I looking out for my customer I looking out for me so at this particular point, I give a big laundry list of stuff to the, the the service manager or the dispatcher. From there, it goes to the service writer, and the service writer just reads it to you. You can't ask him any questions. It's going to be very difficult for them to explain the dynamics of you need lower control arm bushings and an alignment, and we're going to have to change your struts, and it's because you have 60,000 miles on it. You're going to just gulp. And it's going to cost you 1200 bucks. So you say, you know what? I haven't seen any symptoms. I'm uncomfortable with this. So just write it all down. Be specific about your estimate. Staple your business card. Or I'll pick up a you know diagnostic sheet. Or I'll pick up an estimate. and Or write it on the work order. Because when I come in to pay for it, it'll be right there. Oh, my husband. He's such a... He wants to analyze what you say. He doesn't really know anything about cars, but his brother does. And his brother's in Salt Lake City. Those are the kind... It's okay to tell those stories to accomplish your goal. You're not defrauding anybody. You're not taking advantage of anybody. It's okay to fib your way through to make sure somebody's treating you fairly. And if they do treat you fairly and you find out that the service writer has actually gone to bat for you... I'd probably keep that person. I'd probably find out, you know, you work here every day, Monday through Friday. Oh, I don't work Friday. Okay, Monday through Thursday. Yeah. Okay, what's your name? Let me have your business card. Thank you for taking care of me instead of taking care of the tech and the service manager and the dispatcher and you. I I appreciate that you had my interests in front of everybody else's. Thank you for being my filter. And that's the service writer's job. You can imagine that in the shop there's a bunch of hairy-chested guys with dirty fingernails. If we have a service writer that's brand new that just got out of high school and she's now writing service, the dynamic may be the dynamic may not be what it would be a year from now. How careful can I walk around this? But I also want to tell you this. There is
shops in the valley that play the game the way it should, should be, and I use that loosely, that take care of their customers really well, that don't sell them stuff and don't make up maintenance stopping points. Oh, you forgot to clean the inside of your windshield. That's 1995. You have to understand that that, that defrost can only work if we clean the inside of your windshield. Come on, write it down, sign your name, put your phone number there. I'll call the AG's office and find out if they know anything about this maintenance item that says cleaning your windshield for 1995. I'm being facetious and I'm exaggerating everything, but that's the way it is. But there's lots of shops. If you want to find a good shop, here's what you do. You go to MarkSalem.com and click on the best car repair shops. We've divided the valley into four quadrants, northeast, northwest, southeast, southwest. And we actually have, and, and obviously Scottsdale's in the in the east side of town. And we divide it Central Avenue and Camelback, and there's my quadrants. There's plenty of shops there. I'll give you another example of a shop for diesels. Nate from Strictly Diesel is up at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. He does service and repair, and they are die-hard diesel guys. They work on foreign and domestic light diesel trucks. They sell parts 24 hours a day on their website, so if you want to think about a cold air kit for your diesel or if you want to you know, find something you can put in the fuel, ad- fuel and additive that's going to clean up your injectors, all kinds of stuff like that. Nate does that. He's one of two of the best, well, there's only two really, really good shops in the Phoenix Valley area. And Nate is head and shoulders above everybody else. So if I had a Chevy, a Dodge, or a Ford, and I had a problem with it, I'd probably make the drive up there or call Nate and say, have you got a rental car facility close by? And he goes, as a matter of fact, we do. And you say, okay, I'm going to bring it in. I'm going to sit in your lobby for just a few minutes. You guys are going to look it over or a half an hour or whatever. But can you give me a ride to Enterprise? Yes, I can. Okay, thank you very much. So those are completely acceptable discussions to have. I started off with, I'm a new customer. The only person that's responsible for the maintenance on your car is you. It's not up to me to make those stopping. But if you come in and your transmission fluid looks like chocolate, or if your wheel's about to ready to fall off because nobody's packed the wheel bearings, or if your brakes are down to metal to metal, and I drive it into the shop and I hear that, I'm, I'm really... I'm morally obligated to write it down and tell you. But in that conversation, this this the service writer would say something like this. It'd say, Have you have you felt anything in your brake pedal lately? Have you heard any kind of grinding noise or squealing noise? Have your brakes is the performance of them kind of gone backwards a little while? Yes. My wife has better hearing than I do, and she says there's a noise. It's kind of a growling noise. She says it doesn't stop as good, and she says she can't tell where it's coming from because it sounds like it's all over the car. Okay, Um, we found your brakes in really bad shape. I think you can continue on the rears, but you need fronts, and you've dug into the rotors. So two rotors, a set of brakes, the labor... Uh, the sales tax, shops, supplies, and environmental services. I don't want to add it up because I'm unclear about what it is, but I'm going to tell you that the estimate is it will be no lower than $285, and it won't be any higher than 330 And I know I got a $50 swing in there, but I just don't know what I'm going to run into. So I don't have to call you back. I'm going to ask you for that, but I could come in lo- low. Most of us want to come in low. We want to take the bottom of the range. 
because it instills confidence in our customers. And obviously, the nicer and the more trusting the customer is at the front counter, the better off the shop is. Unless, of course, you're one of those wing dingers that you're just going to ding everybody that comes in and you don't care about customers that come in on a regular basis. You're just looking for every new face that walks in the door. And if you think those shops aren't here, you got another thing coming. And some of them are chains. Let me say a few are chains. So, like I said right now, and like I said at the beginning of the hour, Oh, by the way, 602-508-0960. We'll be back after the top of the hour. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. The idea is is that your ma- your manual is kind of the maintenance Bible for your car. It's a hard argument to make that you should change from those miles and years unless, of course, something's quite different. I need to change your differential fluid. I know it doesn't change to 100,000, but I saw the hitch on the back, and the differential has water in it. And the reason I know that, instead of the differential fluid being brown, it's kind of a white, a dirty brown foam. So you got water in that differential. It's not that much money. I need to drain and refill it. It's going to be $100, $110. But in reality, it's something you need to do, and I'm going to write it on your ticket. See, that's how it really is. And yes, I have a boat. And yes, I do. Have you ever back it in where, like, the bottom of the tailgate is underwater? <laughs> I've backed it in where I've got a bed full of water. <laughs> and you're going, well, we probably ought to do something about that. So maybe you back it up real fast, slam on the brakes, and let the boat slide off the trailer. I don't know, but there's water in your differential, or we need to annually check, change the water. And at the end of the boating season, you bring it in and change your water. So that's kind of how it should be. I don't pretend that I'm the know-it-all of all of this stuff. I've got a lot of experience. I've worked as a uh, an expert witness in the auto repair and then the tire and fuel and emissions and lots of different stuff. Uh, so I've been around the block a lot, but there's guys in this valley that are older and smarter than I am. And I think the message there is you can get on the Internet and you can find out how long these shops are and if they've had a name change and stuff like that. I would suggest you do that. A big conglomerate of money just came in and bought two chains. There's been a difference in pricing, I'm told, by guys who have seen tickets before and after. And, of course, when the big guys with money buy a bunch of auto repair shops, they're going to raise the prices, try to make their money back, and it's normal. Nobody, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that's what happens. So just be wary, and you can, anytime you're going to use a new shop, why don't you just have an oil change done? And if they're really nice to you, and they explained the process, and they came in underneath their estimate, and they didn't give you a laundry list of things you need to do, isn't that kind of what you're looking like, looking for? Or if they say to you, Mr. Salem, the next time you come in, you'll be due for a, a tire rotation, and there is a little bit of outside edge on the front tires, and we'd like to move those to the back, and the back ones have a nice square pattern for the tread, and that's what we should do. So you might want to look at your tires and compare the front to the back when you get home. But it's time to rotate them. And by the way, that's $22 or whatever the heck the price is. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. This is 960 The Patriot, KKNT.